What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two spades, jack of diamonds, jack of clubs. No alibi, bye. Say goodbye, bye. Don't ask why, why. I might die, die. You either fly, fly, or you fry, fry. Every try, try, you always lie, lie. Every female, every guy, guy. Don't try to escape and get high, high. Maybe for a minute, not even a second. Roll that blunt while you count your blessings. Roll outside and point my weapon. Like easy E on ruthless records. Just like I thought the food kept stepping. Smell like shit from shit I stepped in. Look in the mirror and point my weapon. You so soft, you won't do nothing. Wanna be starting something. Got to be starting something. Wants to be starting something. Got to be starting something. Get low and take you under. Hang high and make it over. Shoot yourself in the middle when the pain is thunder. No, no, fuck that shit. Smoke a blunt, it's the best I get. I live my life with no regrets. And so I'm stuck with the pain. Live my life with no regrets. And I'm stuck with the shame. That's paranoia for ya. Paranoia I didn't get over. That's paranoia for ya. That's why you're drunk, not sober. That's paranoia for ya. True love might be over. No. Living like a fat slob, which I am. First off, I stole no money for 13k. I failed at the surgery, sure. How many times do I got to answer this, Mr. Yellow Dick Sweater? I got fucking carpal tunnel in my right hand. Well, your boy Hitler donated a dollar to us. Thank you, Hitler, for donating that dollar. I might drink a Pepsi later on. Hey, Richard, I just want to let you know that me and my cat watch you all the time, and we hate your guts. Thank you. Hello, how you doing? Alright, ban Raiden Ratari. Consequences have actions, pimp. Gunfight. Alright, ban Mo the Ham Jammer, please. Just go ahead and ban anybody that says this. What up, what up? This is Marlon, aka Sherlock Homeboy. I don't even gotta do intro, do I? Be professional. As much as possible. What up, what up? This is Marlon, aka Sherlock Homeboy. Back like I never left. Fast as a statue, being nosy, minding my business. What up, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Nation? Are you not entertained? Welcome to Emojiless Words, the podcast. The reason I act like I do the uh, intro because this is my podcast, people. I tell you one thing: 
we got a winning contest. We're like in sixth place out of 14 podcasts. We got to get it together, man. Somebody leave me a review. We gotta get, we're got. we behind in reviews. We're behind in downloads. We're behind in, I said reviews. We're behind in every way. We have to make this podcast number one, man. We're like in sixth or seventh place. And this is my, my podcast. And I'm being honest. I hate that my Elon, my, my Elon Musk podcast is bigger than most of all my other podcasts combined. And that bothers me because it's based upon him. This podcast is based upon us, man. Me, man. And uh, we got to win. And I lied. Remember I said this one the easy, easiest one to do? It's not. Because the other ones have direction. Every time it comes up to this one, like it's like, just do whatever you want to do, man. Like, what type of shit is that? You're supposed to be the producer. What you mean, do what I want to do? No direction? You told that motherfucker. You gave that motherfucker his next 15 to 20 episodes. We know what the other uh, podcast going to do. But when it comes to this podcast, you just say, just go. You just hit start. I said, man, I wasn't even ready. So, uh, yeah. In that case, let's listen to my little behind the scenes song. I haven't heard it. In a while, it's called Trouble by uh, Kerr K U R. I used to listen to this behind the scenes, man. I need to regroup, man. So anytime I need to regroup before I get started, I might gotta start listening to this song again or pick a song. I've been just like I didn't listen to no song or nothing. I said, man, you got one more podcast to do. Like which one I gotta do? Like you just do one more, practice Mandarin, and you can go to sleep. I said, which podcast? Like, emoji list. Oh, like, okay, just go. This, I, I want to go to sleep early. Just go. So I didn't do shit, but uh, realized I had to make this podcast and pretty much hit record. Uh, so, I'm going to take a little time out, play the song, then I'm ready. They say this ain't niggas in trouble, okay? Niggas in trouble, okay? Yeah, we can keep that one.
in the day, okay I'm rolling weed in my lap On the top, I stay to stay put to be on the mat Shit, I'll just leave it at that Sleep. These bitches tryna be where I'm at, they too in She said, yo, you need to relax need. Don't know her name, I went right in her pants Like, can we fuck right where we at? Right. Night after night, I would track Knife after knife in my back okay. My t-shirt is like I spit crack, what it do? My shit out of here, swing the back We all got us here, ain't no cat I'm all out of tears, my heart black Sometimes it's fair, hold you back it do? Sometimes it could be wary and dressed I seen it get scary and bad From my nary and you can get tech uh. my nary be low key and I'm by the bag, okay? In the open, them niggas come past and spray. Damn. Damn. Real talk. From the road and you niggas won't last today. It's like soon as I got close to A, he passed away. Won't even pass the jack. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Emoji list words. Yes, today, okay, I was checking out my podcast, What We Gonna Do, man. So, oh, man, let me go check my watch later. I went to watch later. I said, man, yeah, this is what we're going to do. That sounds good enough to me. So, today, we're going to uh, check out money, happiness, and eternal life, and greed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like some good shit. The ideal of death, the fear of it haunts the human animal like nothing else. Uh-oh, they started they on their shit from the beginning. Ernest Becker. The ideal of death, the fear of it, haunts the human animal like nothing else. Ernest Becker. Talk your shit. Yeah, that's that good shit. Let's go. strange dream. I was walking through a golden temple, beneath a dome of glass, and through chambers of splendor, filled with so many objects that the heart so desires. I saw miracles of human skill and artistry, and flawless beings who seemingly lacked nothing. searching for something. Such strange creatures. Hey, 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 man. Man, man. I like that shit, man. Let me hear that shit again, man. I like that shit. I like I like that vibe. Take that, take that. They're talking about us. I just picture like uh somebody looking into the future coming down into a mall and all that shit seeing us like man they have everything but if they have everything why are they acting like they have nothing strange strange dream. I was walking through a golden temple, beneath a dome of glass, and through chambers of splendor, filled with so many objects that the heart so desires. 
I saw miracles of human skill and artistry, and flawless beings who seemingly lacked nothing. But it appeared they were all searching for something. Such strange creatures. The whole world is in a big mess. The more they get, the more they want. President Bush, after 9/11, said, "I urge all Americans to go shopping." This bread would still make me money. It's the thing in me. I grew up in a way that I would still make money even if I was left in the desert. There is somebody who tries to say you need this. There are enough people who think they need that. That's what the marketing strategy is. Is that it always tells you you shouldn't be content. Humans are by nature greedy. Evolution has shown us that. As long as this mechanism doesn't become too dominant, it serves the goals of the individual perfectly. Today, I go so far as to say it's a symptom of an illness. I wonder if we're a viable form of life. Maybe we're just an evolutionary flash in the pan. And we'll be sitting right next to the dinosaurs at the cockroach museum. Greed, a fatal desire. I kept asking myself. $100 Tap Dance Special. Sponsor episode with a $100 donation. My address, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App is in the information box. Tell me your favorite podcast of mine, and your name and message will be read on air as the official sponsor of the episode. Be more than a listener. Be the reason. If you don't hear a new episode, it's because I had to go to work instead of basically working for free. Why are we like this? Caring and compassionate, but we're also egocentric and reckless. We give and we hoard. We create and destroy. What is our problem? What drives us? I went in search of answers. Anxiety. Humanity's at the crossroads. I think a historical moment. The physical environment is undermined to the point where we need to attend to it. War is something that we ought to think about. Well, why does that happen? People are pervasively unhappy. On top of all of that, we keep building WalMarts. I see insatiable greed. Uh, as inextricably connected to all of these other difficulties that if we don't recognize and come to terms with, we're literally putting 
are species at risk. <laughs> you know, you might ask to talk about Darwin. Well, if you're asked to talk about Darwin, it has to be about evolution. Evolution is an idea that Darwin is trying to understand. And what's his strikingly original proposal? Natural selection. So <laughs> Humans are, on the one hand, very similar to all other forms of life in that we share a basic biological predisposition, you know, towards survival. But on the other hand, we're so smart that we actually recognize that we exist. And the point here is that being alive and knowing it is grounds for great joy. On the other hand, it also carries a very terrible existential burden. If you know that you're here, you know that someday, like all living things, uh, that you won't be here. If that's all we thought about, uh, I'm going to die, I may walk outside and get hit by a meteor, we would literally be paralyzed by abject terror. What human beings did is to construct and maintain what the anthropologists today call culture. And all cultures offer some recipe for immortality, either literally through the heavens and afterlives and reincarnations of all the world's great religions, or symbolically through the belief that some vestige of our identity will persist over time nevertheless. That's why you want to have children. That's why you want to build pyramids. That's why we want to write great books and symphonies. That's why we want to have a lot of money. Human beings are motivated to have a lot of stuff because psychologically speaking, it gives them a sense that they may be able to live forever. desire, greed, and the struggle that brings about anger and aggression from the philosophical, Buddhist philosophical perspective are all resultant states of a person consistently trying to look at what is not true. We talk about three fundamental truths, that things are impermanent, Secondly, the fundamental principle of everything is said to be emptiness. But now what happens is we try to build something that makes us forget about this. We try to make things permanent. And that struggle creates the third truth of this suffering. We begin to then hang on to things. I'll give you an example. 
you know. Hey, she talking that shit. She talking that shit. She basically saying our greed go against the three principles of forever truths. That's nothing is forever. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're closer to uh, forever with nothing. I don't want to mess up her meaning. I'm saying she's talking that shit. She's talking that shit. And, uh... She basically like saying, uh, we're chasing false things and we're going against the ultimate truths in our search for chasing these things. Good shit. If I have a shirt and every time I go out to do some shopping, you buy another shirt. You may have 12 in your closet, but you'll buy the 13th just so that you have a sense of you live long enough to wear all 13 shirts, or perhaps even more than that. So there's a sense of every day consistently doing something because of which we may be able to more solidify our sense of immortality, our sense of living continuously, not changing. And that struggle consistently builds up all these neuroses and the prominent one of them becomes the greed. Hey, hey, hey. That's some that that that's some good that's some good shit. Uh you're gonna share a little bit, share a little bit, buddy. Uh I've been in this process for a long time, but uh I've been walking slowly towards yeah, I haven't beat materialism. I definitely haven't beat that yet. But I'm walking towards uh being a minimalist. Yeah, I'm walking towards being a minimalist. And uh what that mean? I'm in the process of getting rid of 90% of my possessions. And I have been for a long time. I started off with a lot of possessions. Give me, I used to have over a half a million books. And I think I might be, I might have the record for American black personal books. That's when I used to be a super seller for Amazon. So I went from, uh, I used to have like a half a million books. And uh, long story short, during that process, you can't help but be a hoarder. And so ever since I stopped that business, I've slowly, surely been working on getting rid of shit, getting rid of my uh, possessions as much as possible in the same fight she's talking about. And uh, here's what I'm trying to say uh, as I'm t talking to you personally. Uh, now with power and going, going the opposite way. I know we're flawed with this greed thing and we're chasing everything. 
But I tell you, I tell you one thing. Uh, 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 having nothing. I won't say having nothing. Uh, being a having less if done right is the new having a lot. It's power and going the opposite way now, and and I'm gonna give it a shot. Like as in, uh, I have not beat materialism, and like she's talking about, it gets out of hand. So this is what I'm doing, just being honest. I well, check out my store. My I put I put my closet for sale. That's my merch. Is my closet. So when it says click on the information box, when it says my store, that's me in the process. That's me uh, getting rid of my wardrobe, basically. So you can own Sherlock, actually merch. Uh, real life merch. That's real life merch. What was I saying? Oh, so I'm being honest. In the uh, uh, being honest, having broke the materialistic uh, uh, society. I'm materialistic, just like the best of us. But check this out. I'm, this is my little theory now. I haven't, but I'm playing little games with it. I went from now having like thirty pairs of shoes, hundred pairs of pants. Uh, 200 shirts and be honest with you I got way more <laughs> than all of that shit I got about no no need to, you see uh getting rid of that shit so I'm going to other approach because I see how that's getting out of hand even just my materialism getting out of hand I don't got my materialism in check but I'm going the opposite route explain to me now my goal is just 10 pairs of pants 20 shirts and seven pairs of shoes. I kind of see it. Yeah, that's weak, but I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, so that's my goal. But I'm so materialistic. Now I'm like probably spending more on clothes, tricking myself like that's what I'm doing than I was spending when I was just accumulating things. Tell me how it's getting out of hand. That's funny. You know how it's getting out of hand? Because it's like I tried to trick myself and I turned around and agreed into me trick myself again. <laughs> Give me an example. I said, man, get rid of all this shit, man. You becoming a hoarder. Get rid of this shit, man. You don't need no 50 belts. You don't need no 50 pair of shoes. You don't need no 100 pair. Get rid of that shit, man. And just get you like 10 pairs of pants and like a couple pairs of shoes. And... When I say I trick myself, I trick myself to get rid of my shit. I'm getting rid of all my shit. I'm gonna try to get rid of as much shit I, as I can possibly. So I trick myself in walking towards a minimalist. I'm trying to be a minimalist. I trick myself, but the, the back end, I I two shade myself. Check out this other trick. I just basically tell you, is that why you wear Versace now? You like my belt. You like my belt. And I tell you one thing. You see this belt. I would have never got this belt without that bullshit plan to get rid of all my shit. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Cross the double cross. There's a very real physical phenomenon. And it doesn't matter how good your symbols are, your religion, your politics, your money. So There's now, so now, in truth be told, now I, I got me a Versace belt. It's nice. You guys should see it. But truth be told. It's fair because I have approximately, well, telling well, truth, but you while going into details, I have over, I have over 100 belts. I'm going to get rid of them all.
Truth be told. Like, if I found myself, I found myself when I dwindled my wardrobe down, man. It was a trick just to buy some extra nice shit. But I'm willing to give, like, I'm willing to get rid of my uh, belts for this one belt. And I'm willing to sell uh, 50 pairs of shoes for them seven pairs of shoes I got. Fair. You're not quite there all all the way, but uh, I see I see your approach towards the minimalist. You're gonna instead of fifty pairs of pants, you're gonna have seven, ten. At least give me ten, ten nice pairs of pants. Instead of sixty pairs of shoes, you're gonna have seven. Gotcha. Instead of all the belts, now you got one belt. Yep. And I made a deal that I would get rid of all the motherfuckers. I wanted this belt. Still symbols, and none of them will be sufficient to minimize death anxiety, or rather to eliminate it. You can reduce it, but you can't get rid of it. And then finally, just really to make matters worse, we also don't like the idea that we're animals. From a starkly biological point of view, we're not all that much more significant or enduring than lima beans or armadillos. An animal takes only what it needs, but the human animal is different. More than seven billion of us populate the planet, and each of us desires something, desires more. Is this perhaps the secret of success? We've now developed instruments to measure greed as a personality trait and also to elicit a state of greed in people. This is the balloon task. We use it to measure our test subject's willingness to take risks. The subject has to try to keep inflating a balloon. The larger the balloon, the more it's worth. In each round, the subjects play for real money. Every time they inflate the balloon, they're risking that it might burst, and then their money would be gone. We've been able to demonstrate that people who tend to be greedy are more likely to take risks when performing this task. So they inflate the balloon further than do normal test subjects. And we see that people who tend towards greed also demonstrate an altered brain response. In this graphic, we see how our brain responds to rewards and to punishment. So far, we've been able to demonstrate that the more greedy the test subject, the weaker are the punishment signals. What is interesting is that these people also tend to want to maintain that state. The classic experiments of Olds and Miller on the brain's dopamine system are very interesting in this respect. If electrodes are implanted in exactly this region of a rat's brain, and the rat is then put into a situation where it can stimulate that dopamine system directly by pressing a lever, 
The rats will continue pressing the lever until they die. And this is presumably one of the biological mechanisms that helps explain excessive greed. That, uh, that reminds me, I just did a, I did a uh, podcast. Which podcast was that? I think that was the... I put that on the Sherlock Holmes. But long story short, uh, this lady, man, she was stealing money from her job. It was, it was called uh, uh, Swindlers. It was called High Rolling Some Swindlers. Swindlers is in the title. It's in the Sherlock Homeboy podcast. Long story short, this lady was an accountant. She started sleeping with the boss. Long story short, she stole millions. She stole like $45 million worth of shit. And almost got away with it, but she just kept going. What, what? How she got found out? She was keeping like she had like a half a million. She had, she was buying shit on her lunch break, keeping it all like underneath her desk. She had like a hundred, half a million dollar uh, bracelet underneath her desk, just in the box. Uh, but one of the retail sh uh, stores uh, inquired about the millions of dollars she was spending from the uh, from the business account. Long story short, forty five million dollars, and she still couldn't walk away. She didn't have no room at, so it just was like the act of it. She like first it's uh that greed. She just kept on hitting that button until she until she killed killed the hustle. I like that other line too, like as we subconsciously uh, try to uh, run from the fact that we're just animals. Where's Lily go? You already have two. Come here. Most primates are highly social, but these guys are atypical in that they're also highly tolerant. There is a hierarchy, and everyone knows who's on top, and the individuals at the top get more. Males get more matings, females get more access to resources, but you don't have this really steep hierarchy where there's one individual at the top who gets everything. Um, and you also see some things that you don't necessarily see across the primates, like respect for possessions. So we can look, for instance, at how do you respond when you get more and I get less. How do you respond when you get less and I get more? And that's tractable to study experimentally. Hey guys, how are you? So the experiment itself is very simple. You take two monkeys or two apes, um, sit them next to one another, and you interact with them sequentially. And what they have to do is a very simple task. So we give them a token, they return it, and give them a food reward for having completed it. But then the critical component is, how does this individual respond to that medium preferred food, like a cucumber or a piece of bell pepper, when their partner gets something much better? Nala, there you go. See this? That could be due to inequity. It could be due to, hey, look, my partner got something better than me. Or it could just be due to general sort of greed, for lack of a better term. Hey, there's a better food out there, and I want it.
from an evolutionary perspective, the behavior that we consider greed, which is acquiring as many resources as possible, is important. Most animals live more at the margin than modern Western humans do, so not acquiring as many resources for them is a real risk of death. In human societies, though, my perspective is that greed has taken on not just acquiring as much as possible, but acquiring as much as possible explicitly at the expense of other individuals. And I don't think that that's something that you can apply to animals. One day Narcissus came upon a spring that was so clear that he could see himself in it, as if in a mirror. When he saw his own reflection, he fell in love with its beauty. We too like to see ourselves as the center of the world. The individual is now the measure of all things. And so we yearn for recognition and self-esteem. We collect relationships, photos and likes, SUVs, shoes, records. Are we like Narcissus? Addicted to our own egos? Ego. Being successful in business is an art. And when you have it, you can be able to take things to a level that people will be surprised. How much is this going to be the price? Let's not talk about the, the international price. Let's talk about our prices. 700 square meters per floor, multiplied by eight floors, multiplied by our local price. 1,000 what? 1,000. 1,000? Yeah, it will cost you 5.6 million. Oh, 5.6 million. Yeah. I'd rather deal with those types of figures. Because that's exactly what it's going to be. Makes sense. Mm. Huh? I will tell you my philosophy is very simple. There is a thin line separating a businessman and a criminal. Why? Because anything I do, somebody is bound to say I've cheated him. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So all of us as businessmen throughout the world, whether it's Bill Gates, it's Richard Branson, we are all viewed as the criminals. But it's because we think beyond other people think. President Mugabe is my brother. I, I'm going to push back. No, that's because you guys are taking uh, advantage of loopholes only somebody who has that amount of wealth can take advantage of in turn being have being that rich actually makes you a criminal from a european perspective i would be a nephew from our african i'll be a brother we cannot have a world full of critics we want their numbers to shrink there's a fewer critics more doers that way the world economy will be nice to live in. 
Uh, welcome to my house. I, I want to show you around as well as the achievements I've had for, for so many years. And uh, yeah, you know, at a school which is near my uh, old offices, they gave me an award for building a school block. And then an organization, Help Us Help Ourselves, honored me for my work for humanitarian reasons. So uh, uh, they gave me this award. Where this award from BAFTA, its main focus is uh, to uh, recognize those who have done a lot of work in human rights, affirmative action, and empowerment issues, uh, you know, uh, internationally. That's me. In here, he's living like a king. My main lounge. We're in. If you come in, uh, and friends and family, we are. We, we do meet and uh, toss around and, you know, have conversations of sorts, political, economy, and family. Okay. We the property has a helipad on top, so when it's cold here, we, did, we do put the heaters, so it really has, you know, Heaters over here, and this room is called the Mugabe dining room. If I am refurbishing this house, this is the only room I don't refurbish because it gives me that. If I had to guess how big that house is, uh, 6,000 square feet. A sentimental relationship with the president, and uh, yeah, the man that money can buy. And this is it. I know where I came from. I came from being a vegetable vendor. My bed was the floor, the granolithic floor. That's where I used to sleep. With a very poor linen blanket that goes beneath me and one on top. And that history is why I want to, you know, be able to show I gotta live well. like the racetrack and all other forms of public spectacle are of interest to folks for so many reasons. One aspect of the racetrack is gambling. Another part of it is to highlight one's status relative to one's uh, fellow human beings. Somebody is, quote, better not by how big or strong he or she is, but rather how one dresses, how you conduct yourself, and how you establish that you are richer than, more worthy than, and therefore more immune from death than all of the other folks who surround you. It's kind of crazy how he correlate uh, being rich with our feeling of being more immune to death than the people, other people. In some ways, this is no different than dominance hierarchies in primates. We love heroes. 
and therefore have become preoccupied with being the best at something, even if it's how many hot dogs I can eat in 10 minutes. In America, we're number one, not in science or literacy or anything important. We are number one in depression, however. How could this be? What you have to do is look at cultural values to see if they're realistically attainable by the average individual. If you're a male, you're basically valued by how much you have. And this is the so-called American dream. If you work hard enough, you can have as much money as LeBron James or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. But realistically, for every millionaire, there's got to be hundreds of thousands of people working part-time at Walmart without benefits. Same for women, but they have a different cultural burden. We teach women that in order to be beautiful, you have to be ridiculously thin, your breasts excluded, of course. So if I can't floss my teeth with you, you're too fat. And you have to remain perpetually young, which of course is biologically impossible. Wow, we cherish values that are simply not possible to attain. to be true to the world, you've got to get rid of all your I'ms. And when I say your I'ms, I'm talking about I'm this and I'm that. I can do this and I can do this. Oh yeah, I did this last year. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I'm better than him. So all those I'ms is egos. There's a lot of people in South Africa, both black and white, who carry the ego badge on them and they carry it high as a flag. You see, and, and those are the people who we would see as the, the future bureaucrats of the country. If you are driving into a, a poor neighborhood where you know people are starving to death and you're driving down with your Mercedes-Benz, or your Rolls Royce. That is the worst thing you could ever do. Driving with this ego to say, I'm better than you. You know, you'll never be where I am. Those people are lost. If I believe I have to assert my ego, the only way I can do that is through greed. 
I'm forced to constantly incorporate something into myself that lends stability to my ego. Those can be material things, but they can also be spiritual things, for example, ideas like I'm important, for example, or I'm somebody due to money or fame or my title or something like that. Our entire modern world is based on this. Greed destroys people. Why? Because it isolates us. And because greed is something like a drug. The more I have, the more I want to have. Because whatever I have no longer satisfies me. So it's not what I actually possess that satisfies me. It's the constant striving for more. Religion has known for centuries that this drive lies within us humans, but this drive is also our ruin. Since time immemorial, there have been stories of people who could never get enough. People like King Midas. He asked Dionysus to grant him a wish that everything he touched would turn to gold. But even his food and his drink turned to gold. It seemed he might starve or die of thirst. Gold and riches have always been cast under the spell of omnipotence and a whisper of eternity. What? That's kind of cool in that story. Uh, everything he touched turned to gold. And it was the ultimate curse. I ask myself, gives money such a powerful allure? Money! I chose banking as my career. I'm a trained accountant, and I worked with the Julius Baer & Co. RG Bank first in Zurich and then in the Cayman Islands, which is a tax haven. I was promoted to compliance officer, meaning I was the legal conscience of the company. A certain amount of greed is instilled into you. That was true for me, too, I have to admit. You start to think only in monetary units. The dollar signs appear before your eyes and in your heart. Then they're there, and they're the only thing that matters. A lot of profit and making sure you don't get caught. That's the way I operated too, of course. In my function as compliance officer, I determined that we had criminal clients. There were names like Bin Laden, there was a Mexican drug boss. It became clear to me that I was working for a criminal organization and that the bank was a participant in tax evasion and fraud. I ended up feeling morally conflicted, then took the matter up with management. We were threatened, and the entire family ended up leaving the Cayman Islands very suddenly. There have been Swiss bankers in the Cayman Islands who have been killed. To an extent, my decision to leave the system was a moral issue. 
But what was more important, I think, was that I realized the system had turned against me. For example, the threats that were made against me in the Cayman Islands, the way I was fired and then threatened again. The bank would destroy me if I tried to file charges against them. The bank sent private detectives after us. I was followed on my way to work. I had to change the route I took to work, change my work hours. The sight of a black car would upset me. I was completely spooked. I even considered suicide. They wanted to drive me crazy. The state prosecutors had all the information, but they did nothing with it. It's a political problem. It would make the criminal clients uneasy. They would realize they're no longer safe and protected either. So with that in mind, the authorities don't go after the bank. No, they go after the man who made the truth public. I spent 217 days in prison. The first 30 days were in 2005 and the rest in 2011. Both times I was in solitary confinement, spending 23 hours a day alone in my cell. There were prisoners who flipped out, started banging against the doors, screaming. Switzerland and basically every country, they protect their golden calves. The golden calf in Switzerland is banking secrecy. That's why no one will ever investigate the Julius Baer Bank, even though the state prosecutors know that Julius Baer had helped deceive the U.S. tax authorities and so forth. For political reasons, the state prosecutors will never investigate any of that. Our question was, how could we create test conditions that would approximate the behavior of a stockbroker, for example? We use functional magnetic resonance imaging to investigate brain activity in our test subjects. We can look deep into the brain, including into the structures responsible for the reward response. Our subjects play a stock trading game and have to decide whether they want to invest a large amount of money or a small amount. Then they get feedback during the game as to whether the share price is rising or falling. We've been able to determine that people who are especially greedy display a more muted response in regions responsible for punishment and loss of money. This mechanism enables a kind of disinhibition Based on the assumption that ordinary and average people will be risk-averse, it makes sense for the finance industry, which is optimized for outcome, to hire people who are more inclined toward risk. They achieve that with bonuses and with targeted hiring practices. 100 dollar tap dance special sponsor episode with a hundred dollar donation my address paypal venmo and cash app is in the information box tell me your favorite podcast of mine and your name and message will be read on air as the official sponsor of the episode be more than a listener be the reason if you don't hear a new episode it's because i had to go to work instead of basically working for free uh there's a silver lining in this uh message 
Is there? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a mind game. Everything is just one big mind fuck. One mind, mind game. Like as, it, uh, if we can master the mind, it's a, it's a mind game. What you mean? Like as in, uh, our wants, our needs and all this, uh, in most cases, it's manipulated by our greed. And uh, the silver lining in this uh, uh, information is that we still have power to make a change in ourselves, whether it be uh, have a way out plan of this materialistic world or uh, tone down your hungers in this materialistic world or uh, turn your back on the materialistic world in general there's personal power in the ability to control what they're talking about and if you play your cards right you can still win in the society's game I believe it's just a matter of time before the next finance crisis will hit This dude is riding in a stretch double decker Hummer. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a double decker bus. That's a Hummer. With like a jacuzzi on the back. Now he's going to a private uh, plane. This brother is balling. Yeah. When I started hearing about Warren Buffett and Bill Gates' wealth, it was around about the 30, 40 billions, but now it's 70 billion. You know, in life, if you have only a billion dollars, you can be able to live for 273 years and eat or spend $10,000 a day. How many of us live for 273 years? He said if you have a billion dollars, you can live for 273 years spending $10,000 a day. That puts it in perspective. So if you've got a billion, that means you can even spend 30000 a day because you're not going to last that long. But still, other people make much more. You know, nobody can say, I don't want more. If people like me don't make money, there is no taxes that no. enables government to function. So therefore, people who make money enable things to happen. And I'm one of those people. This is different. He said nobody can say they don't want more, but that's a big difference 
between getting to a place where you're not living for more. So it's, it's a lot of wiggle room and manipulation in that statement. Because that's the big difference between not living for more. More growth, more affluence, more contentment. This is the promise of those who mean well with us. And we're only too happy to believe them. We do our part. Are we hoping to buy ourselves happiness? Happiness machine. Many Western Europeans and Americans, they no longer really have a firm belief in God. But you have to believe in something. You know, we have these belief systems that reduce death anxiety, but there's always going to be a rumble of panic beneath the surface of consciousness. We're going to take this death anxiety and we've got to do something with it. And one thing that we can do is buy a lot of sh By the time you can talk, you have already been pelted with commercial images like the Nike check and the golden arches. We know them subliminally. Our children are growing up in a world that is radically different from the ones that you and I grew up in. Their brains have been modified accordingly. Manufacturers of consumer goods they are spending literally billions of dollars to ensure that no child is left behind in the commercial rat race. We're basically, in a sense, no different than amoebas. We are attracted to anything that fosters life and pleasure, and we're repulsed and afraid of anything that threatens that state of affairs. Shoes. Shoes and the shoes. Everywhere shoes. He got about, it looked like he got about, look like 500 pairs of shoes up in there. Sometimes you don't want to let go of something, you keep it. For instance, this shoe. I've never worn it, but I think it's been sitting here for like three years. Still brand new. And it's the same thing with this one. Still brand new. This one. Still brand new. This is a designer shoe. I don't want to be limited because uh, in, in the Bible, Genesis says you must have dominion over everything. That gives me that strength. Nobody in, in the Bible, I can open it for you. Nobody is poor. Abraham, Moses, everybody is <laughs> a rich man in the Bible. Bible does not talk about poverty. The Bible is the biggest money machine. Every verse, each verse talks about money. That is something that people need to realize. Hey, no matter where you go, people would justify wherever they want with the same material, everybody else justify the opposite or different things. It just a, seems like, sometimes seems like Religion is just a justification machine. And um, I'm happy that there's something like this. 
I think the key for the material society is that it will always tell you that there's something missing. You need something else. We're all contributing. I don't think it's only the, you know, you can't just blame someone who's trying to sell you something. So demand and supply. You know, we're all sort of supporting each other in it. And we've all gotten into this cycle that we are unable to find ourselves free from. Talking about 24 hours, I would say 23 hours and 55 minutes. Samsara is saying, come, you're missing something. And by Samsara I mean the habitual patterns. And you keep thinking, they're calling me. Samsara is calling me. I need to go there, have a car, have a house, have a partner, be busy, be neurotic. You know, that's what I would say. Of course, you don't call it that way. You call it you know, being someone, being capable finding your identity. Where there is discontentment, you're always looking for more, you're always looking for more. That struggle brings about so much insecurity and unhappiness. One of the reasons why people acquire so much is because it feels good. There are both neurochemical and psychological feedback loops. It causes you to continue doing it well beyond what you actually need. It's one thing when you go out and get a cup of warm coffee on a cold, rainy day. It's completely another thing when you buy a you know, 75th pair of shoes. You really, really don't, in any stretch of the imagination, need those shoes. But they're still going to make you feel good. There is this drive to, as we say in the U.S., keep up with the Joneses. In our wealthy set on Park Avenue, everybody's 16th birthday party, last year everybody handed out iPods. Well, this year we're going to hand out iPads. Well, this year we're going to do this. And so there's also this um, sort of ratchet effect. There's nothing wrong with being a consumer. I mean, to stay alive, we have to consume things. But then we literally surrounded ourselves with stuff to the point where we've become imprisoned in a gilded cage. We became consumed with consumption. We're going to keep buying stuff until the last drop of petroleum has been burned. It's very ominous, I would argue. I guess we got a part two. We got to find that uh, part two. We're going to check out that part two next time. Good stuff, good stuff. So you're saying there's a chance. The good thing, uh, I think there's some way to have your cake and eat it too. Because if you're in America, we're beyond blessed. So if we can if we can master our greed into the poker face of acceptability of not needing anything more than we have and but still playing the game and will attempt to receive more but not live our lives to receive more. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say uh 
it's an ongoing battle, but we can master ourselves to uh to a comfort level if we work on our ego and make a deal with our greed. Stop right there, yeah. It's up in the air. So this is another part two to this. I'm gonna try to find it. Thanks for supporting the Marlon Podcast Network. Fourteen different podcasts, two new episodes every day. Catchphrase. I'm out. Oakland parents uh, up to the strangers who felt compelled tonight in Walnut Creek to come together for the vigil. We'll hopefully get confirmation either way in the next hour or so. Business still not completed here. Chris Hewton, the manager, still here on site at Carrow. British teen is getting a lot of attention over his new fart S smartphone. <laughs> I cannot believe it just happened to me. That's okay. That summarizes news stories. <laughs> I've seen so many bloopers with That's that. That's a good one. Aside from the serious message, was it cold up there? I mean, do you have absolutely nothing on? Did you even have a windsock on? I had nothing on at all. Zero. And uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel a lot of things, that's for sure. Are you worried about your landing, buddy? Like, I mean, obviously, yeah. you need to land just right, don't you? Otherwise, it can be very sore. Which Sorry. bit landed first? Oh, Lisa, that's disgusting. Well, you'd like to think oh, feet, wouldn't you? Watching the roadways. It might seem like I'm rapping the beat. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, my apologies for heaven's sake. My inner space is out of space. Too bad it went down this way. Run DMC, then walk this way. Stare with the heaven on the hip hop beat. Staring at heaven even if I sleep. Wake up from death seven days a week. Consciousness is continuously. All I know is eternity. To be or not to be. The beat is feeling kind of deep to me. Is it you? It speak to me. Voices in my head play a symphony. Bach mixed with Tupac, Beethoven. I stay smoking. I'm really trying to quit, but I stay smoking. I really want to hit, but I stay hoping. The day seems the same open. I really want to change. I hope you notice. Forgive me for my sins when I lose focus. Forgive you. I hope you're joking. Karma came back and stuck his nose in. What you chosen is the chosen. Don't have a bye -bye. Say goodbye.